The rumors are true. Know that is now on Patreon. Visit www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod to subscribe and get bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. That's www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod. Hello, and welcome to Know That. I'm Donnie Hadfield-Smith. And I am Quinn Lamar. And we will be joined by Ryan Bailey today, but until he gets here... We're going to talk a little bit. <laughs> so if you're listening on the day this episode comes out, which is Wednesday the 10th, that is Quinn and our, Quinn and my wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for someone to say congratulations and then remembered that you're the other half of it. So I was like, oh. Why would I, why would I say congratulations to that? Uh-huh. I was wondering why you were like saying that. Like, no, I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, I guess congratulations to you too. We congratulate congratulate each other. I guess, um, you know, good job, good job putting up with me <laughs> for six years. I would say the same to you, but that's an easy task for you. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's, that's a reward, actually. All right, now we're getting a little crazy here. <laughs> let's just let's just walk away from it. Yeah. So. As I said, we've recorded this before the actual anniversary. So I came across an issue today, Quinn. I didn't tell you until right now when we're recording, so you can't punish me. But I made the reservation. I, (laughs) I made the reservation for the place that we picked for dinner. And then yesterday night, I guess last night is the term for it. Last night, they sent me an email that they canceled it. So I don't know. We might be walking the streets for our anniversary dinner. Wait a minute. <laughs> so you found out last night. You found out last night that the place that we picked out that we decided we were going to go to canceled our reservation. And instead of trying to remake the reservation or even telling me so I can do it, you're telling me now while we're recording two days before our anniversary. That's correct. So everybody, this is part of the, the what'd you say, the delight of being married to you? That's part the of reward. this, right? The reward, yeah. The reward, reward, excuse me. No, because well, I put it on my to-do list for today to call back, but you know I have such a big to-do list. So I add new stuff mm-hmm. to the bottom thinking that like, I'll do the stuff at the top because that's the oldest. But really, I just always pick some stuff in the middle. So like the new stuff doesn't get done. The old stuff doesn't get done. I just pick like one or two things. So there's things on my to-do list from two weeks ago I haven't done. Look, you. what I'm saying is, like, I, you just could have let me know, and I would have gone ahead and remedied the situation. <laughs> Listen, um, you're I not mean, perfect I, either. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm perfect. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's not the time to bring this to bring this up it probably is the best time to bring this up for your argument but no it's not the time because to yeah start yes because that's why i want to go to couples counseling so that i have someone on my side because that's how it works i think so if we just do it <laughs> if we just do it on the podcast <laughs> then it works because then people will like message us and say like oh yeah donnie you're right so wait you think that people listening to this are going to be on your side you think they're going to be on your side about this well here's the other part of it I am the one that runs the social media. So if they're on your side, I'll just block them. (laughs) Yep. That sounds about right. And with that, Ryan Bailey's here. Thank God. Hey, guys. Hey. What's going on? How much are you doing? You guys look way better than I do. Jesus. I would not say I look way better. I mean, like, I need... 
I need a haircut. I look like a werewolf that like fell off the wagon. I don't look. <laughs> I don't look great. But uh, thank you because we like guests to come on and compliment us. So please, more of that. Guys look so handsome. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I try. For those that don't recognize this voice, this is Ryan Bailey. So welcome, Ryan. What what up, No Thatters? Welcome back. <laughs> no Thatters. What up? Let's do this. Let's do it. I didn't even realize we were recording. This is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I snuck it in there. Dang. We brought you on to talk about Beverly Hills Potomac and Salt Lake. And then I saw your post today that you did a two and a half hour episode of Beverly Hills. And oh. you're glad to not speak about those women anymore. So I said, perfect timing, really. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, <laughs> let, let, let me clarify that. I, I'm tired of solo recapping. Like, I want to have conversations with people about those ladies. Like, I'm so tired of, like, doing, like, all the crazy. I just get so confused. Like, I, I, it's just been too intense of a season. And I recap the whole season by myself. And it gets mm-hmm. so lonely and dark when you're, like, three in the morning. <laughs> like take breaks because i was so tired of talking about erica jane and lisa Renna to myself that i would have to like take a 15 minute break every 10 minutes you know i just picture you like taking a break to cool off and then like pacing around your house and then coming back like yes i can do more (laughs) that's it it. no it was like it was like a it was like the podcasting version of muhammad ali it was like one more round i can do i can do one more round and they're like throw in the towel throw in the towel you know very much i'm I'm getting rocky vibes exactly yeah but i'm the guy that that died the guy that died in rocky four not apollo creed yeah yeah i'm I'm apollo creed no throw in the towel rocky r.i.p gone too soon yeah it's a lot to to talk about with (laughs) Beverly Hills with other people. I can't say, no, I do have enough feelings about Lisa Renna and Erica Jane alone to probably talk for a couple of hours myself. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm prepared to do that amount of swearing. You can talk about, we, we're going to talk about it briefly here. I, I'm i tired of talking about Erica Jane. Also, I feel like I'm just repeating myself at this point. So I don't want to talk too much about it. I know Donnie is probably sick of it. So let's just briefly discuss this last episode of the reunion that is the thing with these women in beverly hills is that none of them give you new material to work off of so i really feel like i've been talking about the same things all season i i will say the fourth part of the reunion was the was good in terms of like a play like there was so much dialogue there was so much like well but it was just andy and erica yeah. with a few reprieves yeah. with like lisa but at the same time i felt like there there's like a defensive pattern i i i i I thought of that. I did a Patreon episode today where I t- brought this up is that we need to break up the unions. There's housewife unions in exactly. Beverly Hills. They've you they've unionized and we need to bust up the union because it is unfair. We have Rinna tap and Dorit to like be quiet to Erica. We have these things yep. and Sutton and Garcelle, Sutton and Garcelle aren't in the union. It's actually bringing anything real into it. We can't like the point steered the conversation. Andy's questions about Rinna being horrible to three people. Mm-hmm. And Erica uh, took that question and, and brought Lisa Vanderpump into it and said, Lisa didn't come to the reunion. I did. And I was like, this isn't about you. We're talking about Lisa Rinna right now. You know, that's true. And it's really frustrating to watch it because like you see them like they're keeping the show from being better. And it's like you're watching them able to do it. And I'm like, you're getting paid to make your show worse. And it really <laughs> frustrates me. And especially when you have it in a static environment like the reunion format. And, and just to compare it to Potomac. Now, Potomac is something where it was a 
breath of fresh air for me. Like, and this season hasn't been that insanely amazing, but I'll tell you what, it was so dang entertaining. Like I went into watching the Potomac reunion last night and I was dreading another reunion. And I got to say, like, Mm -hmm. I went in expecting nothing. So I loved it. Like I was like laughing. I was like, I mean, it really, it was refreshing. And also knowing that there was no criminal activity potentially involved (laughs) except, except for Giselle's outfits, you know? Oh, that is that is a crime of fashion. Yeah, we should we should probably find a way to break up what's happening on Beverly Hills. Like we need to like I guess that makes what like Lisa Rinna, Jimmy Hoffa. We need to like bring her <laughs> in, completely destroy her character, and can and just convict her. Well, I I do think that's like Andy asked this like pointed out this great uh you know th- thing that we've all pointed out is that Lisa Rinna is a horrible friend, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you yeah. know. There was, I had a two minute laugh where what I do know is I'm a good friend. And Erica goes, you're a great friend. I'm like, to have Erica Jane be the one that confirms you're a good friend. That is not like something to be proud of. Like, and if we're just going to lie to ourselves like this, if, if you never change, like if you never take in anybody's opinions, like we gave you three strong examples of why you're potentially the worst friend in housewife history. And then Erica Jane's the one to be like, I think you're great. And she's like, I, I am. I'm very good, you know? All Rena did yeah. this part of the reunion, or the whole reunion, actually, was just repeat whatever Erica said. Or or act surprised of, like, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, like, and I'm like, you knew all of she, this already. Right. She, she had three tactics. She would be surprised, she repeat, or she'd be, that's totally understandable. Totally understandable. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I mean, that was the thing that's frustrating from an audience point of view. And, like, I, you know, I everybody's like hopping on Andy of like, Andy didn't do this, didn't do that. And like, I don't know, like, this is, I'm so deep into it. I'm so confused of what we should be expecting from Andy. Like, I mean, you know, we did get at, he did answer, ask some tough questions at at the same time. This isn't Frost versus Nixon. This isn't like a, a political show. Like, I mean, how far, how much should we expect of somebody like Andy? And I mean, but people are like, I mean, I even got confused. Like, should we have gotten much more? I wanted, I wanted just Erica because I almost felt the other ladies distracted mm-hmm. from the actual. Like, it almost gave Erica backup that she didn't need, she didn't deserve. Like, Erica would be like, "What are you laughing at, Sutton?" Like, instead of answering the, I feel like if for Andy, maybe she'd answer. No, I totally agree. They, them acting like a Greek chorus that they didn't even know they were a part of was giving her ways to get out of it. Where I think in Potomac, when Andy comes for women like Monique last year or Candace this year, no one has their back. So they're forced to go one-on-one with Andy. And all of those, but all those ladies can, can hold their own to a degree. Mm -hmm. Potomac ladies can hold their own, you know, like, I mean, that's a popular thing that everybody says, like put, and, and by the way, Erica said that in the fourth part of the reunion, like what if, if this is the Potomac and be a conversation, if it was Atlanta and be a conversation. I was like, so you just want to be part of a black cast. Like, I don't understand what you're saying here, Erica, that whole thing. Like, I love that they hit the Garcelle and Garcelle's like, what's that supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but did you that notice that was Garcelle. like, uh, that picked that up, but none of the other ladies really picked that up. It didn't even get focused on. Yeah, it was like, I don't know if it was a dog whistle, but it was definitely something that I noticed. I was like, well, you have to look at shows like that. Like, you know, this is a level of crime that we've only seen <laughs> in white cities. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't know what conversation it would be on Potomac or what conversation it would be on those shows. So I don't get the point she was trying to make. Like she, I guess she was trying to say that because it's Beverly Hills, it's more like upper crust and more, you know, 
respectability or I don't I don't get exactly what she was saying, but I think that's what she meant. I, I mean, I really don't know. I'm so confused about Erica Jane's like tactics or what she wants to happen or what she thinks should happen at this point. Mm -hmm. And like, the fact is they're already shooting the next season. And Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, I mean, for me, it's just like, I I feel like that is way too soon. Like I want like a soprano style year break in between seasons or something. Cause I, I I mean, I don't, I I don't know. Like, I I just feel like I've, I've exhausted myself. This is exhausted. The storyline, like, do we, do we have a redemption season now from Erica? Is that what she's picturing in her head? Right. I don't know. Cause Jen thought she was getting a redemption season this year and we see how that works. So and then she got arrested. during. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh at that, but uh, we should. <laughs> Erica, this whole thing, like I said, I didn't want to talk about it too much, but it's just like, I can only watch her try to be cute and yeah. deflect and then just basically try to puff out her chest and say, I'm strong. I can only see that so many times. Yeah. But it's not said, getting us anywhere. But you said it exactly. I'm strong. Puff out my chest. It, it's once again, it's not about you. Like, I, I know you're involved right. in it, but the I, I'm strong. That's great. But I don't need to hear about it. I want to know how your husband how we're going to rectify this situation. I don't need to, like, I'm assume you're going to be okay because you have wealthy friends and you've been taking care of your whole life. Right. I will assume you will be okay. Mm-hmm. How are we going to rectify what happened to all of these people? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like we're like, she's trying to champion herself as some kind of female, like, and especially like I, I left Tom cause he, he cheated on me. It was like, you knew he cheated on you <laughs> in 2011. Like oh, now you're all like woman's rights. And like, are you, but she wants None to be she wants sense. to be held up high as an example for women. And I'm like, that is not we still have these basins that have remained unanswered. This is the thing that I keep going over in my head is she knew that the empire was crumbling because she was like subpoenaed two times to do mm-hmm. depositions, but she was where she was served. So I mean, what why she knew like that's why she left Tom. That's why, and by the way, I think it was very where I don't think she knows all the financial details, but I think she knew it was crumbling and she, she left. And because the other thing is we, if not, she was just a horrible person that said she <laughs> loved somebody. And, and at the time that the time that he needed her most, she left. Exactly. And that's the best case scenario about this. <laughs> that's the thing. And so like, I don't think she knew the details of everything. I don't think she knew the ins and outs of exactly how the business was corrupt. No, I don't think that she knew that. But she knew something the buttermilk wasn't clean. She knew that. (laughs) That I definitely know she knew. And like I told, like I said on our previous podcast, as a married person, you don't just leave your spouse because they have some kind of mental deficit or decline in their cognitive ability. You don't do that. There's literally laws in place to make you take control of everything and make them be institutionalized. That's the whole reason why you can legally do that. So her decided not to do that. And then she's flipping the script and saying like, oh, I did everything I could for him. No, no, you didn't. Right. You, you, you really didn't. As a married and, person, I'm telling you, you did not. And then bad mouthing his family saying they didn't step up. And it's like, girl, his family didn't live with you guys. You lived with him. You right. know, you live with him. You had the right to do that. You had the power of attorney to do all those things. It's it's just. Well, mm. I mean, that's what they, it almost offended me as like, I, I'm. I'm like this. I want to believe in love. I want to believe in if she says she really loved this man, then that's just not, that's not how you treat somebody that. And, and that's why I thought it was a flimsy excuse of like, Tom was cheating on me. That's a flimsy excuse. These were like 2000, like, I don't know. It, to me, it was very flimsy. 
flimsy. And that's, that's the part that really bothered me. And people online were like, you know, you like, what do we fight? Like all of the Erica stands, I don't get what you're standing at this point. Like she's still a flipping horrible person and just how she's even viewing this situation. Yep. Like, what are we standing somebody that's selfish? Are we standing somebody like, is that what, what are we celebrating? And like, are the songs that good? You know? <laughs> No, they're not. And like I've like I said before, it makes no sense that he would be he would have the cognitive ability to hide affairs. But I mean, like I would think he would at least slip up and call her one of his mistress's names. Something. It, it doesn't well, make called, sense. Wait. And that day, he said he called. Uh, Erica said he had already called five times that day. We see, she know the exact number. We, we see during the show her looking um, at her cell phone. Mm-hmm. If I was Andy, I would have I would have been like, put him put him on speakerphone for a sec. Hi, yeah. Tom. Okay, like, <laughs> will you tell us that John Wayne story again, Tom? Like, I like, I would want to know. How, and that's not even like, but if he is calling that much, I want to know more about that. Like, let's, mm-hmm. you know, he does look horrible. I'm not saying that he is not in mental decline. I think two things can be yeah. true at the same time. But I do think, like, he knew it was also reunion day. Like, so he's calling five to six times. They are talking. She admits to that. Right. So. I don't know. That to me was also another kind of like, wow, that's like a big red flag there. If that's happening during today, when we are talking about everything involving this relationship. She is the red flag. That her reunion dress should have just been a red flag because she finds ways to not answer things. And then when she does answer, it is just something that she's already said the opposite of earlier. So. Well, now for you guys, though, this is what makes me curious. Are you guys, like I, I keep going back and forth about like these people that really rile like Rinna or Erica that rile me up. Are is this legendary behavior? Is this what we want from our housewives? What do we want from our housewives? Okay, well, I would like a housewife who's not a criminal. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say that. <laughs> Sorry, man. Or not aligned with any you kind gotta of criminal. You got to go elsewhere, man. I That's don't true. Think that is true. Anybody? <laughs> I mean, at least like you know. At least some victimless, I don't know if there's any kind of victimless crime, but I'll be okay with that. But this is just too much. So this I don't want. As far as one, she's horrible um, (laughs) in almost every way imaginable. But I would be able to forgive that clip that they showed of her, everything that I know that she's done, if she was genuine for one freaking moment. She reads things. Because she's never genuine. Yeah. Mm -mm. I can't, I don't want that. Like, I don't want, I don't want to know somebody, you're clearly, you can be bought. Like, she's basically a politician. She's a politician on this show. And she's going to go back and forth. You can get her to do whatever. She'll go after whoever she won't go after who won't. It's like, after watching what we do in in politics, I can't take that from my housewife. I don't want that. I want there to be hills you'll die on. I want there to be something that you really care about. And you don't get that from her. And you don't get the real like tea was going on between her and Harry Hamlin, which I know is gold. I know it's gold. And she keeps that away from us. There's no way that man is going up there just to camp. He don't go up there to just fish. <laughs> and that is <laughs> where she loses me. I think she would be a good friend of because she does the half where she like stirs shit up and that's great but that's what a friend of is for my ideal housewife is like an ashley darby or a whitney rose where they will let you in on their personal stuff and also stir shit up where rena only gives us one half of that she does it she's worse than giselle she's worse than giselle i don't know how anybody can be any share any less than giselle mm-hmm. brian she does yeah. Well, I will also say, comparing to Giselle, the one thing that I love about Giselle is how, she, how her kids. I love right. her mm-hmm. kids. I love Giselle's kids. 
uh, Lisa's kids seem to have a lot of issues. And I, I mean, I, Delilah came out and told us about a Xanax overdose and, mm-hmm. and she, you know, we had all, and she was having to call the housekeeper crying because she knew her parents wouldn't come, uh, come to her. And I was like, I think Lisa's house is very messy. And like, I think Lisa's very concerned with Lisa and keeping this gig and keeping up appearances and having champagne pappy follows me. <laughs> like, I think that's what she wants. She wants like the, the Drake to follow her and she uh-huh. wants Harry Styles and she like that. She has stars in her eyes. And I think sometimes that means uh, a lot of the things in Lisa's actual life, which are never besides it's in Harry's garden. Like none of the real stuff is shown right. is that sometimes those things, obviously we're seeing are very neg- And not for nothing. I don't want to see the garden of somebody who wasn't famous by the time I was born anymore. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> I need to do, I need something else. I actually like Harry's garden. I like Harry's secret garden. (laughs) Harry's secret garden. (laughs) We said we didn't want to talk about it, and we talked about it for 20 minutes. No, (laughs) we did it too. This wasn't you talking alone at 3 (laughs) a.m. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) So let's move on to a reunion that is good. How many references to drive back? Are we going to get this reunion? Because in this hour alone, we got three from Andy. All of them from Andy. I like the song, but not that much. I like this. I mean, what, from what I hear, like I listen to the album, but like I'm also, but from what I, I'm not like, I don't know the R&B music as well as like, the, but like I, from what I've read is that it's mainly been positive. And I don't love Candace, but I will say I've read so many positive things about the album and it kills me to say that, but I always want to be fair right. in, in talking about that. But like, it, and, but, but I also will say, I love uh, coffee and the Ashley Darby song too. I, I think that's a bop. Coffee and love is in my <laughs> most played on Spotify. I play it at least twice a week. I do like it. I do. <laughs> I do wait. I do know R and B, and I'm gonna say something. <laughs> now, Candace is, I believe, talented, and it it, it does kind of gall me to say it, but she she is talented. She is a good singer. Uh, the thing about her is, it's great. Like she got a shout out from who was it? Gladys Knight, I think it was Gladys Knight. Or was no, it? no, uh, Anita Baker, Anita Baker, Anita Baker, Anita Baker, which I should have known. She's from Detroit too. So that's a big deal. And I do think it's a good song. My issue with her songs have always been, it gives, it's an old, it's an old vibe of R&B. Like it's not the R&B that a lot of people listen to now. And maybe that's because Candace isn't exactly young, young, but it's like different. Like a lot of her beats sound like they're from the early 2000s, which there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. So like stuff like that. Yes, the song is doing well, all that stuff, but it's kind of like La Dame or like Ashley's like, my mother will love it. Like, that's how I feel about (laughs) the beats of Candace's songs. So is it a good song? Great. That's all good. Emmy, uh, Grammy consideration. Good for her. That's all good. People are accepting it, but it's like, it's such a, I think everybody's really happy because there's finally a house plot song that's like actually good and not good because we like it. It's actually good. So like that's why Andy I think is like pushing it. He would like yeah. It's it's not about spending jewelry. It's not about it. It's expensive to be me. You know. Yeah, it's about a man cheating on her. (laughs) I mean, okay, that's progressive, I guess. What if Erica's next album is like just like subtly hinting at like stealing money from orphans and widows? (laughs) You know, (laughs) and burn victims. Don't forget burn victims. Yeah, of course. I wish Candace the best with that song. I don't think we need all those references, but I did appreciate the coffee and love shout out, which Andy was also shady for doing. But I also have love for coffee and love because it's such a ridiculous song. <laughs> I love what Ashley goes. I, I 
I put my foot into that one. <laughs> you sure did. You um, sure did. But, but uh, the thing with Candace, though, is that like, so like, because I really know how I, you guys know too, how hard it is to make, to create anything, to like do mm-hmm. anything artistic mm-hmm. and to see it through. And what she did, like, that's huge to do with that on a small budget and to do like, mm-hmm. I know how hard that is, but at the Low same budget. time to still come. But to still come off like a complete asshole is like it almost it makes you not appreciate it as much because it's like if you're going to be abhorrent most of the time, like I like I that's what kills me is and also she's the first person to cry at a drop of a hat like you know you bring up her mom she'll like cry right. immediately so it's like Candace is you know Candace has provided a lot but I still think she has learned nothing from last year she has learned zero. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see the rest of this reunion, but I, it's hard sometimes to appreciate all the hard work she has put into all of this because she's just an asshole sometimes. She's also a brat and a bully. Yeah. I think she's a great housewife. I don't think she's a great person. And the cornerstone of a bully is somebody who's kind of a coward. And at times she can be that way. And it's a testament to her because I still can't say like, I hate her. Like I get her purpose. Like she has a lot of good qualities, but these are just qualities that she needs to work on, to be honest. Well, that's the other, and it kind of, I compare it to, I compare it to a less, you know, a less evil Rena. is that, like, she remains unchanged. Like, mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. like, you, you'll never change Candace. Candace revels in being, like, she's like, oh, I'm good on Twitter now. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're still Mm-mm. somebody Mm-mm. else. Like, they, they, they laugh, they supposedly laugh at how bad they are. And it's like, we don't, I do want to see an evolution at some point of these ladies, you know? Yeah, sure. but, you know, people don't really evolve a lot anyway. Her defense that, you know, I don't start it is like the most immature defense that she could have picked. It's like, because you came in this mad the other from the other day, like that doesn't mean you didn't start it this time. You started it. You had a whole day to get over it to be an adult about it, to pull me into the side and tell her what you didn't like about it, which would have actually also been good TV without being this crazy mess that we saw. I think housewives need to learn to like hone their skills as wives, not just as, you know, people, but like there's a forming an alliance aspect. There is a way to like active listen and to disagree in a way that is entertaining and productive. And that's not any kind of tools that she's cultivating here. No, and that's where I think Wendy is right now, is in that alliance. She is the new Monique almost, where it's like 80% of the cast is against her. So if they are going to team up to bring someone down, it it's her. Wendy kind of brings herself down. <laughs> see, I see so much hate about I see so much hate about Wendy and she's trying so hard and she's trying too hard. But I'm like, I kind of understand why she's trying that hard. And I also understand like when you're first learning to drive like Giselle's daughter, you're going to hit a few cones, you know, like this isn't, (laughs) this isn't supposed to be natural, but at the same time, like like, I'm excited to see her next season. I'm excited to see how she evolves into this role or if it still is really messy and really, you know, like, but come on, like Giselle's Giselle and Robin's reactions to Wendy are worth the price of admission of Wendy doing any of this for me. Like, (laughs) Like I love it. They do. Wendy does get them. Wendy does give it to the Green Eye Bandits in a way that you don't see often. And she can do it both of them at the same time. It's really impressive. But having the Green Eye Bandits target on you is a very dangerous place to be in. They've literally <laughs> well, gotten people off of the show. So 
Yeah. Well, I mean, if Robin can wake up from her busy nap schedule, that'll be cool. <laughs> like, no, no, just, <laughs> I like Robin a lot, actually. Out of the I two, I really like Robin. I, I like Robin too. I, I like Robin. I like Giselle. There's things I like about Wendy. I just, you know, there's a lot that I don't like about Wendy. Yeah. You know, that's it's funny. Like, there is no, there is no person, like, there, every one of the Potomac cast members, there's something I like about them. Like, even Cam. Mm-hmm. Like I, I enjoy watching her and Chris go back and forth. I enjoy, like I enjoy, like, and I will say that's different than any other franchise where there are people I check out entirely. Where I'm just like, I could care less. I could care less about anything involving this character. But with Potomac, I genuinely like something about every one of those ladies. Now, who I in agree. Salt Lake City is the one you could care less about? Because I feel similar. In Salt Lake, I feel like they're my new Potomac. I feel like as a whole, they work very well for me and there's not really anyone I could think to get rid of. No, I mean, I think, I, you know, I, I really get sad when I feel people still are sleeping on Salt Lake and I feel like it's old school housewives to me. Mm-hmm. In fact, now it's going to be a little bit of new school <laughs> with Jen's arrest. But I feel, feel like they all have like these, like even Lisa Barlow, when she's shady, I love seeing her with her kids. I love like, you know, the, everybody seems to really... I mean, the only thing, and this is like, is that I, I tweeted this, like Mary is playing at with an unfair advantage is that she's truly insane. Like she's truly insane. So you can't, there's no way you can get to Mary because Mary's not working with the same deck as they're, it, they're not even playing on the same field. So Mary will, you'll be in a scene with Mary. And I imagine like, I, I talked to Whitney on the podcast, like a couple of weeks ago, and I think this was off bike or something, but she was just saying like, cause I was saying, Hey, what didn't Mary, I remembered like, didn't Mary like say some stuff to you? And she's like, Oh yeah, it's coming up. And she was saying like, man, it, I tr- like, I tried everything. Like, I really love Mary. And like, I just don't know why, you know, it's like, but I see now, like you can be in a scene with Mary and you're good with her one week. And then the next week she completely turns on you. And I got to imagine that's got to be really frustrating because with other people, you can see it coming. You can be like, I I did do something wrong with this person. But with Mary, it just seems like whichever way the wind blows, you know, which direction it's going to be with her. And that's such a weird gift, but it puts her on a different level of any of the other housewives, I think. Absolutely. And you said week to week, but it's really dinner course to dinner course. (laughs) Even this episode, she started fine, great even with Meredith. And then just because Meredith checked in on Whitney, now she's her enemy number one. But remember last season when they wouldn't even put her in group scenes like Mary. (laughs) And now, I mean, now we see like that's this is kind of why. But at the same time, it's like it's fascinating. But it's like I just got to imagine it's like somebody if you're playing uh touch football with somebody and all of a sudden like one person's tackling you know we're like hey we're, we're supposed to be yeah. just touching you know like and she's just full body tackling people it makes me look forward to the reunion because she's incredibly together at the reunion mm-hmm. so if, if this reunion is like last season when do you remember the, do you remember that 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 reunion where it was almost entirely focused on mary because mm-hmm. we did not know tons of her story and we right. they'd never done that before in a reunion where they just focused on one person's story and we got to know mary and i was like damn like mary's got like a lot going i really really got saw a whole different side of mary yeah. like and we had never and it was almost by design because they knew they were keeping her on the next season and they knew they had to kind of yeah. get people like she's not just that crazy person saying like you know i'm scared to be at 7-elevens and hospital smell and all that <laughs> stuff you know but it is weird like in group scenes though she just she lashes out it's wild 
she I think it's because she's at that point where you know like how people can get to be so big usually celebrities to the point where they stop being normal people and it's like you they can't re like really connect with things the same way and I think everything from the way she's been seen as God like some kind of pharaoh like she is God like that separates you from people and I think she's used to being able to talk down to people and tell people you ever seen the way she talks to the people in her church mm. it's like she's used to being able to do that so anything these other people do is like an instant infraction and you get her wrath and we have to realize that because she's known for being kooky crazy Mary they're gonna give her that edit yeah that's true too but I mean but Mary is also one of the only housewives that you can put her in a scene with a mannequin head or with dish <laughs> with dish soap and she's entertaining. Like I was watching her wash a dish and I was like, oh, this is really fun to watch. Like she's really, she's kind of magical on camera, but like at the same yeah. time you, but then at the same time, like, you know, earlier in the season when she was talking about like her son and she doesn't want her son to move because they, they're used to being a three family, three person family. And she doesn't want to just be with Robert senior. And I was like, that is so dark and so, so honest. And it, it just, I don't know, like that to me, like moved me in this weird way to be like, man, you've got a lot of stuff bubbling under the surface that is all dependent on your son staying in your household, you know, or the pandemic yeah. keeping going yeah. like the pandemic, like that's was like, true. Robert left for a year during the pandemic. And you know what? I liked it. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's true. She's like Ryan Reynolds. Like she can create chemistry with anything and anybody. Oh, wow. You're really coming out pro Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I mean, he's one. It, it, there's a certain kind of actor that can make chemistry with anybody, no matter how good they are. And it's like what him and Cary Grant. Not a lot wow. of people. Can do it. Oh, no, no, no. He's there are certain movie stars and I'm not saying I'm right. But like, I remember uh, I used to work at this like fancy spa and Anne Hathaway was checking out and I was like, oh, my God, I think Anne Hathaway's in love with me. Like she made me feel so mm -hmm. special and unique. And then I was like, oh, my God, like what? that? And then I saw her deal with my other employee and it was same thing. I was like, oh, my God, she's in love with my employee. Like it was so and I was like, these these people, they just make you feel so special and amazing. And like like the light is shining on you, you know? Yeah. Mary's Johnny hated Anne Hathaway for years. I did, but she grew on me. She grew on oh, me. No, no, no. I'm not saying she's amazing. I'm just saying I experienced that first. Like, same right. thing. I, I had one experience once with um, Brittany Murphy before she passed away oh. at a premiere. And she bought when I was. Rest in peace. This, yeah. But this is when I was smoking. I was at the Scream 3 premiere. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was visiting LA. and it's I my favorite screen. I snuck into the <laughs> premiere and Brittany Murphy bummed a cigarette off me. And we talked and I was like, oh, my God. Like, she really likes me like and it was just that was just who she was though yeah. i think she was just like yeah. bubbly and like wanting to talk to like anybody that was in front of her you know oh my god well mary's <laughs> not bubbly but i think she's willing to talk to anything what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, did you wait i still like try to find her podcast and it's just like an hour of this guy talking about like mary never makes an appearance on her own podcast and i was like how do i get that kind of podcast that sounds amazing you know yeah. Does she edit or does she just sit there and yell at them while <laughs> they record? Could you imagine Mary editing a podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus, oh Jesus, take Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. Maybe she's only on the Patreon. You I, have to pay for that footage. I will send Jesus for you. Come after me. I will send Jesus after you.
Wow. <laughs> we can go back to Potomac later, but since we're in Salt Lake, we'll just stay here for a little bit, I guess. We talked about Mary. I, what's crazy to me is that she invited, not invited, she um told Whitney the wrong dress code, but then she had the nerve to be mad about it when she didn't fall for it. And not just in confessionals, in person. She said, you didn't dress that way. I, <laughs> right, Mary, I know. Well, because it made her look <laughs> yeah. foolish. I, I, I'm so curious. That's why. I- I'm like so curious for next week's episode of like when Mary gets involved, like with the Jen stuff. Like, I want to know, like, I, I am curious now about Mary's reaction to everything, you know? Yeah. At first I was upset that she wasn't in the bus to veil because I was like, that would have been amazing footage when the police showed up. But now I'm almost more excited when they have to tell her what happened because I think, yeah, I'm looking very much forward to her reaction to that. Who knows what it'll be? She she could be on her side. She could be able to like ready to like kick her in the mud. You never know, with Mary. <laughs> I guess it depends on but the day. Like she's that's what makes her good TV in a way because it's mm-hmm. like all the best scripted shows are the ones that you can never predict. What mm-hmm. like you're, you're like, oh, I didn't even think they would go there. Like, like I remember certain episodes of The Sopranos, I'd want them to go one way and they would go a complete opposite direction and I wouldn't understand it. I'd be like, that makes no sense. And then later in the season, it would all kind of become clear, like in retrospect. And Mary, I think is a lot of the same way. It's like, we can think like, oh, she'll probably like say, I knew it all along, but then she could like totally fool us and be like, I'm going to pray harder than I've ever prayed for anybody for Jen Shaw today, you know? But you you never know. And she's definitely a wild card. Like her getting into it with Jenny, I never thought that would happen. At least of not one that com- fast. Of a one comment. Of a one comment. Although I must admit, I am on Mary's side about that because I had nothing to do with Jenny. And I do see why that triggered Mary because nobody knew Jenny was having a rough day. She didn't tell anybody. And that's something that irritates me when people are like, this is a rough day for me. Like, we don't know. We don't know what's going on with you. Like, that doesn't mean you can just talk to anybody in kind of crazy way. Yeah. But I do love that she did it. And as I've said before, we need to have more Asian women cussing people out on TV. (laughs) I'm all for that. Let me go one step further. I think we need Asian people in plural marriages uh, on TV as well. Mm -hmm. I think there Mm -hmm. needs to be a lot more uh, sister wives involved. And Mm -hmm. I specifically with the Asian community, I think, I think that's such a groundbreaking. uh, I, I still will never get how they thought it was like, in what world as a successful couple, would you ever, ever want to put that on TV? Like, I mean, honestly, even if it was your, like what, in what world, like you guys have to live the rest of your lives. And even if it was fake or even right. if it was real, the fact that you would want to share that with us is wild. Like it's, it's weird enough that you want to be on a housewife show, but then like you have family, you have kids, you have like your, their kids are going to grow up and see mommy and daddy saying like, daddy's like, well, what about another wife? You know? Yeah, if you're not committing to that, like if they decide off season, yes, that's what we're going to do. Fine, show us because you're committed. Obviously, that is not a secret anymore. But if this is just something you're talking about, there's something there's things that Quinn and I talk about. And then like once it's over, I'm like, okay, glad that (laughs) nobody knows that we had this conversation. (laughs) And that is what I feel like this Jenny (laughs) conversation should have been. (laughs) I totally agree with that. There's some things you just don't talk about in front of people when you're married and It's not good for, I mean, I wouldn't want my kids to see that, but there's so much stuff in these shows I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see my father look like he's 
kind of sexually harassing my mother, like we see with Seth and Meredith. I don't oh know how Dude, it comes across Seth, that way. Seth became creepy uncle fingers this season. Like, like Seth, how are like, you creepy with your own wife? Like, I don't understand like, that. And, and Seth is like creepy with the waiter. He's like, yeah, give her a drink so I can take the lock off those clothes easier later. Like, he's like doing it to waiters. He's saying like, I, I, I sleep with my wife when she's asleep. That's when I'm able to have sex with her. I'm in Canton, Ohio. Wake her up. Like, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Yeah. You got to come to Canton, Ohio. That's where the job is, Meredith. <laughs> it is so, he's so bizarre. He's so confident in his creepiness this season. It's weird. Do you think yeah. it's to make up for last year? Because last year they were on the brink of divorce. And now this year he's like, oh, I'm the one that can't wait to get into her pants. No, I kind of think this might be why they were on the brink of the divorce. He's creepy. <laughs> as hell like i don't think like and by the way like and meredith god bless her she seems like and i'm saying this in a delightful way she seems like pilled out or something she always seems like what's going on everybody yes. you know like and and i i'm like you know she it just it's a very it's a style but it like is very weird to compare that style to seth's style mm-hmm. it's like oil and yeah. water like it just it doesn't seem like it mixes well and i don't mean like they hate each other they obviously like each other very much i i just it's just weird to watch you know it is weird to watch it's having watched people who especially like you know old couple who've been together for like 20 plus years have children that's not a dynamic that i'm used to really seeing it's like it's so strange to me like you know my parents of course they're not the staple of anything but i never saw them act that way it's just like who cares if you have sex with your wife i mean who cares like i just I get why that's an issue. Maybe it's supposed to make it look like she's wanted by him. And it's like, you know, yeah, like I want my wife. And I think that's a great thing, but you shouldn't seem like you like you get shot down for sex by your wife, like constantly. Like that's just, that's awkward <laughs> well, Lisa for Van- Lisa Vanderpump used to do that with Ken all the time oh, too. Yeah. Be like, but she, she used to do it. She wants that's to different. get in my pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that's different. Fun. Yeah, okay. It's different And birthdays, his, not mine. Like that's, that's <laughs> charming. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he's like he's telling those he's saying things like you know i really wanted to give my wife but she wouldn't so i had to go to the laundry room and handle my business myself real quick like, it's that kind of like creepiness yeah. it's like sexually repressed thing he's doing and it's just awkward very awkward to well, see. it's very vocal because it, it's because it, it's vocal because most people i know even like the people that i think are like horn dogs usually don't announce that they're horn dog like usually they're like ah I think that guy's a little creepy, but like, I can't prove it. Seth's like literally proving it every day. Like he's saying sexy comments every time yeah. a camera's on him. And I just feel like, man, like you're like a decent looking dude. Like you don't need to do, like, you don't need to do this, man. Like it's, it's, it's weird. It is. And I can't yeah, imagine yeah. Brooks loves to watch this. <laughs> Brooks, I, I, Brooks seems like Brooks was horrified about Jen Shaw's comments about mm-hmm. vaginas. Like your dad is doing the same thing Jen Shaw does, you know? Yeah. So something else that was awkward for me was the uh, not really awkward. I guess I was trying to make a transition, but it's not really working. So let's just go to the, <laughs> to the Mary and Whitney fight. They're both wrong and they're both right. Well, that's if you take the fight seriously. I mean, like it, it, it's I mean, to me, it was one of those things where I get it, but I, I get both sides, but I also I, I felt more for Whitney in this. Um, I, Whitney's also finding her voice too. So Whitney will pipe up a little bit more. And like, mm-hmm. and I don't, I know, I don't knew that like that cancel, cancel, clear movement she does. 
now when she's upset. <laughs> okay. Like I don't get yeah. like I, like it's so funny to me every time she <laughs> does that. But it, I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you guys think about it? I don't know what I think about this yet. I don't think I truly feel like they're both right and they're both wrong. I am more excited about the outcome of it, like the fight itself. I don't even want to, and I don't mean talking with you guys, but like as a person, I don't want to think about it too much because I don't think the fight itself is necessary. Whitney didn't answer the phone for 24 hours. I think that says a lot without saying it. I think that does show you how she feels about Mary. She didn't want to answer the phone for 24 hours. I think Mary is correct in that and saying like, were you driving for 24 hours? No, she wasn't. She just didn't want to answer the phone. But then how Mary tried to deal with that, that is what adds us another layer on here. I am more excited that Whitney said, well, the gloves are off. We're not friends. Or Mary said, we're not friends. And Whitney said, the gloves are off now. If these are two people that had these interactions when they were friends, I'm very excited to see what no gloves friendship looks like. Mary, she tried to like what Vivian Kensington her (laughs) in this party. Like that's a very mean girl tactic to do. Old school too. And then to make, to boot, she tried to make her look really cheap. Like that's that's a really big reaction to somebody not answering your phone call. And I do see both sides because I can see myself doing something like, you know, Whitney's a mother of what, two? She's got a lot going on. Like, I don't feel like talking to Mary right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can imagine, like I, I would imagine it would take a lot of bandwidth to go with Mary through a conversation. Right. So I'm just more shocked that that was what Mary tried to do. And I think that is a very good reason for Whitney to take the gloves off and for them to do this because I don't think we see a lot of, we've seen Mary have long-term beef with like Jen. We haven't seen her have long-term beef with anybody else. So I really want to know what that looks like, especially since she has all these other fires coming out all around her with these other housewives just randomly. But I am interested to see what this gloves off thing would be between Whitney and Mary. Because I have no idea what it would look like. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? That is iconic housewife behavior, what Mary tried to do to Whitney. But this is a a, a preacher we're talking about here. Like, this is a minister mm-hmm. that is doing this to people. That is crazy. You, you're not surprised. You, you've read history, right? You know like, you, I don't. You do know what holy <laughs> people have done on this planet, right? I mean, come on. I mean, I was listening to that two-hour podcast with uh, Kanye on Friday, mm. or with Ye, uh, and I was just like, uh, for somebody that, like, talks God so much, you talk so much trash about every... I'm like, I just, I always, feel, like, find it funny, like, the really spiritual people truly say the worst things about other people like i i always find it so bizarre but the whitney thing i think the gloves off comment makes me laugh because i think like whitney's not used to gloves off so it's going to be so awkward it's going to be like um uh wendy trying to be the new wendy 2.0 the zen wen you know it's like it's going to be awkward like her gloves off is going to be a lot of bumps in the road because I just don't think she has it in her, but I think she's going to force herself to do some stuff and it's going to come off really bad, you know? We're great. I'm not going to underestimate her. She was in the corner talking shit about Mary to Meredith, talking about how everyone thinks she's God at her church and all of that. And that's before they decided they weren't friends anymore. So that is what I, like, she has this ammunition. I'm just excited to see where she shoots it now that the gloves are off. And I do think it could be sloppy, like you said. Whitney's definitely the bone collector of oh, Salt yeah. Lake City. He, she has ammo. Whit, I mean, I, Whitney does know, and Whitney's also a housewife historian. She's 
followed these shows for a long mm-hmm. time. Like yeah. like 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 Heather, you know, like yeah, Whitney and Heather both have followed these shows and have been fans of Bravo for a long time. Yeah. So I do think even if it's not in her as a person, I do think being a Housewives fan, she'll know the routes to go. If that makes sense. Yeah. Before we get to the arrest, I do want to talk about Heather's, <laughs> Heather's scene where she's discussing Mormonism at lunch with her niece and her daughter and the niece's husband. This was this scene was fascinating to me when she mm. described the different levels of heaven and that a serial killer would be above her. She'd be in the outer darkness level. Yes, and, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I, I grew when I moved from Kansas to Arizona in high school, I met my first Mormon and I met a bunch of Mormon families and I, uh, you know, hung out with them a lot. And I found out about the levels of heaven and I, it just never made sense to me because I was like, wait a sec. So I'm not Mormon. So I could never reach the highest level of like, so I was like, there's like a class system in heaven. Like right. we don't even escape class in heaven. Like I thought like, this is the most bizarre and I, I was just like, this is so crazy. Like, well, how frustrating is it that even in the afterlife, I will be held down to some degree because I, I will never be one of the chosen ones. And I just thought that was always so weird. It's very bizarre. I, but like I told you, like a lot of religions believe that, like what Jehovah's Witnesses believe that there's only so many seats in heaven and that, uh-huh. you know, you'll run out of room. <laughs> so it's like... I mean, everybody thinks that heaven is like, especially for them and everybody else is like, you know, shit out of luck. So I don't think that's singular to them or like makes it really crazy. The only thing is just like how the levels work with how somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer could be in a higher level than than Heather just because Heather left. Like, and calling it the outer darkness. That sounds like something from D&D, which I, I <laughs> yeah, love. Wait, you're, you're, you're still in heaven, but you're in a place called outer darkness, which doesn't even feel heaven related. Like that doesn't even like, <laughs> Oh, great. No, I'm in outer, like, why don't you just put me in hell then? Like, this is so weird. Like, heaven has like a place that's like for, for like the lowest of the low. But it's like, so what do you like? You just, I mean, you don't get good enough food. Like, I mean, also, can Heather sneak into one of the other? Can somebody, can there be like some kind of like Ocean's Eleven where it's like a heist to get into the highest <laughs> level of heaven, you know? I figure the outer darkness, like, you get to like watch, you like watch from the outside, and it's like cold out there, and you're like watching <laughs> everybody happy. And- I just imagined. I imagine that back alley at Sir. That's what I think the other <laughs> It'll be you and Shayna there. Anyway, anyway yeah. <laughs> and, and Peter's telling you to come back in from your break all the time, you know? Because Peter's going in that Jeffrey Dahmer level. Yeah. Wait, wait, so all, are all serial killers in that bottom level? Is that where all the, like, because that sounds like also a pretty crappy level, you know? Yeah, and then my question is then who goes to hell if serial killers are in the third <laughs> tier of heaven? What what if it's like God hates tax evaders? Like murderers are okay, tax evaders are horrible people, you know? I don't know, I keep saying that I'm gonna like study Mormonism a little bit and try to inform myself and then I just never get around to it. But oh I still God. don't know when Kwanzaa happened, so. No, no, no. I remember when Leah McSweeney came back awakening over pandemic and now I'm going to study Judaism. And I was like, when's my religious awakening going to happen? Like, when is my, like, mm. do, am I ever going to have an awakening? You know? I guess you'll just have yeah. to, I don't know, read books. <laughs> 
I don't know. Like just, yeah. I guess you'll have to just like study science or just like, I don't know. Science plays no part in religion. There's no science in religion. <laughs> All right. So now the moment I've been waiting for, let's get to the arrest. These last 12 minutes, they truly left me in a place where like I I felt anxious but also excited like I had stage fright after watching these last last 12 minutes and I don't know why well I do know Jay why came it was- up with that lie that lie was expert and it was expertly told and she repeated oh. it the right way that internal is me, bleeding most- internal like she came up with internal bleeding internal bleeding which is a very husband. believable thing it was the right level of unexpected serious enough to go it was a perfect lie and that is to me the most damning thing about jen's child yes this is sociopathic tendencies i think i think (laughs) in this scene we just found out who goes to hell in the mormon religion because (laughs) this was truly psychotic well it's also it it shows you why like well like heather heather still believes jen or still like wants to believe Mm -hmm. because Jen is that good of a liar right. that like, remember, most mm. people don't think they're being lied to most be like, there are like two types of people, the people that use, well, there's a bunch of different types, but like, there's one type that just believes everything that you hear, because why would somebody lie? Why right. would somebody ever lie to you? You know? And then right. Jen is like somebody that's very free with lying. So, and she knows how to make it believable. That's mm-hmm. the scary. It was so quick. It was so quick, the lie. And she repeated it. And even, you know, you know, uh, Heather's like, I'll pray for you. I'll pray. For, you know, like, I love that that's immediately believed immediately uh, accepted and like, okay, cool. Uh, we're praying for you. And she tells production that she tells all of that. And I just, to me, that was just fascinating. And then somebody said, well, did Sharif say that on the phone to like use uh, that as an excuse? And like, did coach tell her to do that? And I was like, I don't know. But like, to me, that really makes a lot of sense that Jen came up with it, you know? Yeah. I for yeah. sure think Jen came up with it. It's one of those things that you wouldn't think anybody would lie about too. Cause there's also sometimes mm-hmm. like when lies are so big that people will believe them because like, you know, why would she just come up with that? That's a very specific and odd thing to come up with at that moment. I can see why they believed it. She expertly told it. I loved it. I mean, it wasn't a great thing, but I love that she was that quick on her feet that she was able to do that. I love seeing the police pull up and Whitney sitting there looking in the opposite direction. They had no idea what was about to happen. Homeland Security, uh, New York State. It was just, it was great. And the the one guy going like, like, oh, we just want to make sure sure is make sure jen shaw's okay we just want to make sure she's <gasps> like and i was like whoa like that's so they weird can't dialogue and like mm-hmm. you know and 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 heather jumps out immediately from the car and we're like what's what's going on the popo's here you know and <laughs> and uh and a lot of people online were saying i noticed they were like how dare whitney have turned off her mic they she should have acted like she did turn her mic on you know off and <laughs> you know kept her mic on you know, like how did Whitney take that mic off? That's smart, yeah. I mean, yeah, but she didn't know what it was for. If it was a health reason, Whitney would have looked like a, a demon. Yeah, so I guess that would have made her look pretty bad if she had done that. When's the next time we see Jen Shaw on this show? We'll see the perp walk, I'm sure. But when will be the first scene with Jen Shaw? Where cameras are there, it's scheduled. Will we see Stu ever again on this show? Oh, Probably not Stu, which is why I think we got so much Stu footage leading up to this episode. Because there were plenty mm-hmm. of scenes, and Anthony said this in old episodes of ours, but there were plenty of scenes with Heather and, I mean, Whitney. 
oh my god what the hell's her name <laughs> Jen, Jen and Stu that I think would have ended up on the cutting room floor if we weren't leading up to the episode we got today you know I, was, I think you know and, and this, that's at the end where you see the first like cop or officer walk by the window like to me that was like if you, you remember like the movie signs m night Shyamalan, and we <laughs> we we saw the alien for the first time i was like oh oh because we, oh, oh, oh. we know we know this is a, like we knew signs was a movie about aliens and all of a sudden we see the alien and it's like all we knew the cops were involved but we see the first cop walk by the window and these ladies are talking about like ah the trip like it was chilling you know yeah, that's what, when that first cop walked by, Quinn laughed, and he was laughing that the women didn't notice. But they I didn't thought, even see. I thought he was laughing at the conversation, and I was like, no, no, did you see in the background? Yeah, it was like the end of Cloverfield when you see that little missile fall into the ocean. That, <laughs> How many people need to be there to take down Jen Shaw, though, too? Like, there's a, <laughs> a, there's a lot of police resources uh, and Homeland Security have resources. Man? Have you seen her man? I mean, she, she goes off. Will we ever see Coach? Will we ever see Coach Shaw again? Will we ever see? And by the way, so I have a feeling since this is getting brought up, we will get the the housewife and the Shaw Squad, the housewife and the um, hustler. You know oh, that yeah. that mm-hmm. show. So housewife mm-hmm. and Shaw Squad. That means I bet it's going to be dropped secretly in the next week. I would imagine um, that's that what they did. Uh-huh. That's what they did with Erica. Once it got they introduced, did. like then they bam, they snuck it out under uh bravo's note that's true that's a very good question ryan but i have a bigger question for you if we already blew our dana wilkie and uh danielle staub load on erica who do you think are going to be (laughs) stars for housewife and the what's it called uh, housewife and the shaw squad squad. (laughs) well i hate to break it to you I hate to break it. Well, it is still Dana. I, I do mm-hmm. know that for, I mean, oh, well, that, I don't think I'm supposed to say, but whatever. I, you know, it's what it is. I don't think it'll be Daniel Staub again, but I mm-hmm. think Dana Wilkie and I bet uh, who would be fun. Who would be like somebody like, uh, who? No, nah, I'm trying to think like, who would be a, Oh, Nini. <gasps> I oh, would yeah. collapse. Couldn't you see Nini? Like, especially like, cause you need somebody with a big personality, like Jen Shaw's personality. And you need some, like, cause that was the first frame of housewife and us, or is her walking <laughs> in and sitting down. And could you imagine hearing Nini walk in and sit down and <laughs> Nini needs the money, I think. So that's true. I would she also be, Lanicia. Oh, she does. They could have the premiere party there. I would also be fine with a Katie Ross moment. Oh, Katie. <laughs> We're back to Mary. But see, I don't think Katie, Katie Ross, I don't think Katie Ross is nearly known enough no. because like it was like before Potomac really took off. Yeah. So I think Nini would have that big kind of like Daniel Staub is very recognized in the housewives, just like I mean Nini's way more famous than Daniel Staub. True. You know, that would be a huge yeah. get. A huge one. So the episode <laughs> what are we I doing with our lives? What I don't even know what we're doing <laughs> with our lives. This is crazy. So sad. So so sad. (laughs) But I'm here for every second of it. The my favorite part, not my favorite. I really enjoyed this whole episode. But at the very end, as credits are rolling at the bottom, Heather says, "Should I call Jen and tell her they came here?" And Lisa says, "I do not think you should." And I I do not think. (laughs) 
I am so, so excited good. for next week. Yeah, it was a great episode. It was. It was good. Andy said it was good, and it was. Well, th- those are the best episodes of Housewives when you look forward to the next one. Like, those are the ones when they actually leave you wanting more. Because, that, like, a lot of those, yeah. like, sometimes these Housewives shows feel like work, especially when we talk about them nonstop mm-hmm. as we do. But th- it's, it's, it's exciting to be excited about them, you know? This, yeah, Bravo, if you're listening, this was a to-be-continued. Thank you. This was a well-earned <laughs> to-be-continued. Totally. I agree yes, with that will. completely. Yeah. That is the end of that episode and our episode. Does anyone have any final thoughts on any of the shows across the board? Let's keep uh, Beverly Hills off the air for a while. Let's end. <laughs> please no secrets. Re- please no secret revealed episodes. Oh, please God. no. Just, just let let, let's just be done with it for a while and uh, Bravo has so much good programming on right now let's just focus on the shows that are on right now and let's Beverly Hills let's call it a day you know please I, I didn't even think about the possibility of a secrets revealed well, did you, you see all that footage did you see all that footage they they cut out of the reunion like yeah. they were showing clip they showed this awesome clip between Garcelle and Erica Jane and I was like oh damn there's like stuff like that that is being left out and that kind of made me curious but at the same time I'm good like I'm I'm good I don't know right. if anything it would it would just be sick curiosity for me I would probably watch it <laughs> is that what had to be cut to show that Halloween trailer <laughs> yeah well that <laughs> That's what Michael Michael Myers is responsible for this? Like, this is crazy. I would still watch it. For me, I'm going to say that if we're going to keep talking about Jamal with these reunions, I think Jamal should come. I'm tired of just hearing about him. Either shut up about him or bring that man on stage. But why would he ever... Wait, but at this point, why would he ever... He wasn't even around for their relationship. All of a sudden, he's going to show up for a show? Like, it, <laughs> like, I, I, like that would be asking way too much of this man. He's more relative, relevant at these reunions than why. So, okay. hell, Robin, maybe, but <laughs> I mean, kind of. I mean, yeah, I mean, completely, kind of. And I did Monique comment at all about the reunion yet? Because oh. the binder got brought up. I'm uh-huh. just so curious if she's commented on anything on social media. I'm sure she the has binder somewhere. did get brought up. It did. <laughs> and what I've noticed each time they show a clip that includes Monique, editors like lessen her part in it more and more. So like this time it was like a lot of Andy's (laughs) reaction and Giselle's reaction. And then like for a second we saw Monique, but if they're still talking about her in the binder next year, I don't think we'll actually see her face. I'm checking her Twitter. I'm not seeing anything. It's just like they they CGI her entirely and it's just like a floating binder, you know, like on Harry (laughs) Potter or something. Yeah, it's T'Challa holding it. (laughs) Ray, hey, too soon, too soon, too soon. Too soon. Oh, God. I'm sorry. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan, for coming. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm sure that everyone knows where to find you, but let them know just in case they do not. Uh, It's just called So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. um, And that's the Instagram as well. I do a lot of shit posting, which is just making stupid jokes. And um, and thank you for having me on. It's always a joy to be able to actually just talk with other people away from my show. And that means you guys have to come back on my show now. But you guys are just it's so fun to talk to. So thank you for thank you for even thinking of me, you know. And you have to come on because, like, you know, I'm covering Winter House on the Patreon. So you have to come on. Oh, my God. Are you? I didn't know that. I love. Yes. Slow. I w- oh, please have me on the Patreon. I love. I will definitely hit you up for that. I don't really talk Let's about do it. it. I don't really talk about it on the show. So yeah. All right, everyone. So that is it. I just wanted to say these parting words before we go. Jeffrey Dahmer may be in the third circle of heaven, but Rina will absolutely find herself in hell. Know that. 
<laughs> Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can visit www.patreon.com slash knowthatpod. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at knowthatpod. And you can follow me at realdonnywood on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me, Quinn, at Quentin Lamar on Twitter. Continue to listen and subscribe for free to Know That a Real Housewives podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.